how, how do we start something with a new mentality? You know, it's, um, yeah, that's, so it, it was interesting. It's challenging. Um, I think in a, in a lot of areas, like, because as leadership, we should be initiating. So, um, you know, what are we, and you don't just initiate. I mean, you know, um, people say, oh, just start. Um, okay, but, you know, what is the direction? Because many times what we're doing is we starting and then we're trying to set a culture. Then we're trying to set a value system. Then we're trying to, um, and, you know, you get down the line and people sort of gravitate to what they know. So you always gravitate to default. You always go back to what you know. And um, and then it's very hard to shift and change at that point. So um, you've got, you kind of got to set, you know, your own, everything I read about leadership and business, it's all about mindset. Everybody says the first step is mindset, getting the mindset right. And I thought, well, how true that is, you know, it's just like people, you know, that especially like they come into the Facebook group for, you know, kingdom leadership equipping, and they're hoping to get some kind of silver bullet that gives them this successful leadership that makes them, you know, successful leader. And, but they don't understand to be a kingdom leader is the shifting of your mindset first. Right. And, and the people fight that, you know, they, they will fight you on changing, changing their minds. They, they don't want to change their minds. You've got to be kidding me. Change? I don't want change. I, I, you know, I want to do everything the same way. Just give me the solution, the five steps to being more successful. And they go like, no, it's a, it's a total mindset shift. And if you don't, you know, before you can start anything, then you you map out where you want to go and and you know what you want to see, and and then you begin to govern yourself accordingly. Or you know, then you take the initiatives within the context of of that sort of mind, new mindset. So we right. Don't like that. <clears throat> what is the, um, do you remember what the word is that the Greek word for contending with carnal inclinations, you know, going about the apostolic career? Is that strutiumai? Uh, that's strutiumai, yeah. So, so the, the root word is strutia, which is the, um, the apostolic career. And right. The arduous task of changing. Yeah, contending with carnal inclinations. And I love that. When I read that definition, is inclinations. Right. We're inclined to go somewhere all the time, and we've got to reshift that, you know? That's probably why he said he sets in the church first apostles secondarily prophets thirdly teachers after that and then he goes through and does this nice little long list miracles uh gifts of help government Um, the last thing he mentions is governments but yet we always try to do it backwards and we say okay we're gonna do we're gonna do governments first we gotta establish governments so that everybody's able to follow something. And that isn't, that isn't the way of the kingdom. The way of the kingdom is, is to deal with your carnal inclinations and your, the way you're thinking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's exactly. one of the first thing he does is he sets apostles, not as a title, not as a, not as a, um, uh, um, a person that's, that's in charge or directing or whatever else, but it's somebody who is a tool by his hand to contend with your carnal inclinations and sets you on the proper track. Right. Right. And then of course, prophets, you know, to come in to tear down, root up, pluck up and destroy, you know, everything, our mindsets that we've been doing all these years, the way we've been doing it, you know, our foundation and then build and plant. And you go, man, oh, man, no wonder he does it this way, because he's dealing with our foundations. He's dealing with the very substructure of how we think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's, you know, 
yeah, so that's the <laughs> that's the challenge. Because first of all, apostles today they just want to see how many churches they get under the right, rather right, than, rather than act. And that's why you know the apostolic is not that popular, <laughs> right? Simply because you are uh, contending with the carnal inclinations right. or the carnal mindsets of people. You know, Paul, Paul says the weapons of our warfare are carnal, but mighty through God for the pulling down of Strongholds, strongholds. strongholds. Yeah. and that word strongholds is mindset. You know? Right. It, it actually means um, the word there means uh, the very inception of where you think. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so what, well, you know, it's, it's like going to the very source, and that's where I got the word paradigm. You know, it, it's like that described to me the the the, um, the best way. To describe right. it, you know. So. so you weren't talking about twenty cents. You were actually no, not talking about, about paradigms. <laughs> yes, I know. I wasn't talking about twenty cents. No, a <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the second thing that he mentions there is the casting down imaginations. Also, so yes. it is. It is following all on that same lines, and then every lofty yes. thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Right. And so the very first thing we do is to find out not it's to deal with those paradigms It's to deal with how you see things. And if we ever get to the point of letting people or allowing them or getting them to realize where they're seated, they're seated with Christ or in Christ with God in the heavenly place. If we could get them to see from that perspective, rather than seeing from the perspective that we always see things from, we would probably get a lot better off rather than just trying to preach at them and give them ideas of which direction to go. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah, it's exactly. about a way of thinking. It's about a way of seeing it life. It is. And that's what, you know, I mean, that scripture for me, um, it never registered as much as it registered once I began to understand cultural shift we have to have within ourselves right you know i was i think i've shared this with you but i was listening to somebody the other day and he he was saying that um and i thought you know it's like we know this but yet we don't know it and he he, he said that your spirit doesn't need anything else right it is the righteousness of god it is a new creation it is it's got all the holiness it's got uh you know, the spirit of God, the governor of heaven, you know, the greater one has come to live inside of your spirit, man. Christ, the hope of glory is in your spirit, man. So everything is there. And yet, um, but we kind of think it's empty, you know, and we've got to fill that. But really the, the receiving of the word, the when you listen to the word and we receive the word and we meditate on the word, and, um, all of that is, is a mindset shift. It's it's that we're renewing our mind to be transformed, you know? Right. Um, so that our our mind, our will, and our emotions um, is more aligned with what's in our spirit, not with, right. you know, not like we, we're not trying to get our spirit, you like, connected to God. It is connected. It's full of the life. If you're a believer, you are full of the life of God. Right. And, and now you, you get, you, you're getting your mind aligned, um, but we don't. You know, we don't think that. So what happens right. is we can't kind of then resort to other things, and we we don't believe we. You know, change is not necessary in that sense. We we right. believe we need to have everything in the spirit, man. You know. Yeah, that's why it says receive with meekness the engrafted word, which is able to save your soul. It's not your spirit man that needs to be saved at that point. It's your soul, your mind, will, and emotions. It's your, yeah. it's your desires, ambitions. Go. It's all that stuff has to be, has to be sanctified or saved or whatever. It's, it's not saved until you receive with meekness that engrafted word. That's what's able to save it. Your spirit man is born again instantaneously, but that soul, that little boogerhead, that one that's been thinking, the way it's been thinking all its life needs to be renewed. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that, and that's where, you know, the whole direction um, begins to take place. You know, it's like now we are lining, seeking first his kingdom of God is not just like, okay, um, 
I need to spend more time with God and go to church more and things like that. It's like seeking his kingdom actually means I've got to align with that, with his way of, you know. And it's interesting, before that he goes, take no anxious thought, saying, right. what am I going to eat? What, what are we going to wear? You know, what are we going to drink, etc." cetera. And, um, and I, you know, it's just, I thought to myself, right there is where we miss the whole point because what, out of anxiety, say, we take an anxious thought and we say, right. and, and then you've got the whole principle of, of the kingdom of God operating, you know, it's like you're taking thoughts and you're saying, so what thoughts are you taking? Who's influence? You know, there, there just becomes a whole, um, you know, seminar on that, but uh, right. you know, what, what thoughts are you taking? Who's influencing those thoughts? What are the source of those thoughts? Yeah. You know, what is the logos? The logos behind what you're saying, which exactly. is the thought, intent, purpose, and motive, because yes. you have you have a, a logos behind you. You have a, a a thought, intent, purpose, and motive behind everything you say. So, yes. as rather than the logos, the logos, Christ becoming flesh, we are continuing to have our own way of thinking our own way of doing things and that becomes flesh because we just we just speak it out and you yeah. shall have whatsoever things you say i mean we we believe that yeah <clears throat> yeah exactly so you know when we when we now um getting back to we getting to initiate something in right within the context of where we are is that we need to we need to focus on on what is our mindset first. And, and like I say, you know, just yesterday I was watching, you know, a certain opportunity, business opportunity online. And I, I, I mean, I, I was watching this one thing, but they constantly talking about um, your mindset first. So in business, they understand that. They, you know, um, I listened to a, a podcast on, on um, property investment. And, right. uh, and they go, the biggest problem that why people don't take action to, to invest in their property, the reason they don't take action is their mindset. Right. And, uh, and the reason they don't take more action is their mindset. And, and, you know, so you, you kind of, um, they've got it, you know, and so they have mindset coaches, how to overcome limiting mindsets. They, they have, you know, um, performance coaches and you know in business to help them um, get that mindset shift right, right, um, and, or reading books or whatever whatever it takes, you know. And and yeah, we've got the power of it. We we've got you know God's gifted us with with people that can do it, you know, giftings that can do it. Um, we've got the Word of God. We've got a new constitution, you know. Word of God, we've got all of this to shift our mindsets, and yet we want to constantly default to the old, old way of doing things. Right. It's stuck. We just get stuck, don't we? Well, in sales, in sales, we were taught a lot how to overcome objections, and um, you know that whole thing is overcoming a mindset because an objection is simply a, a, a way that they're looking at something and all you're trying to do is get them to look at how this will solve their need or their problem as opposed to price point. It's, it's, it's just shifting their objective. It's, it's shifting their viewpoint. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, it's not just an objection. They truly do have a way of thinking about something that it, once that shifted, once they come into a an alignment of some sort of a um, a proper way of thinking about it, they're, it's not a matter of whether or not they buy what you've got. They came to you for a solution to a problem anyway. Yes. So now all you're doing, you've given them the solution. The reason they haven't taken the solution before is because they have a certain mindset. So now it's just a matter of helping them reconstruct that mindset uh, to where now they see it from now on at a different perspective, not just right now with a sign on the dotted line, but they're going to see it from a different perspective from now on. 
that does, like you said, that's a gifting from God. That's a skill. That's something. It's not just a skill. There is a there's a specific thing that God gives to be able to do that. So it's a um, not everybody is meant or cut out to do that type of thing necessarily. Yeah. I mean, can I do that, though, if I if I have the mind of Christ or since I have the mind of Christ, can I, like Paul, become all things to all men? Can I do that? And well, yeah, I guess I could do that in certain instances. If the Lord sent me to do that, of course, I could do that. Yeah. Doesn't matter whether I'm gifted at it or not. He he can he <laughs> if he's sending me, he's going to make sure that that do what thing, you need to do. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, I mean, just you know, we're talking about the order of things, you know, just right? So, 1 Corinthians 12 28, where you know, firstly, God has set some in the, in the, in the church first, apostles, second, government, prophets. So, if you're looking for the order of how things are to operate, then right, then that's what you, you, you kind of and, and that's what apostles do. The first thing they do is deal with mindsets. Uh, so that you can initiate properly. It's not the apostle that initiates. Right. It's the apostle right. that comes in and deals with your mindsets. Yeah, <laughs> so you yeah, can exactly. initiate properly. Exactly. And I think that, yeah, right there, you've hit, you've hit the, you know, we kind of, the church, um, you know, speaking not the building or the institution, but the church at large as the community, we're kind of waiting for, for somebody to come and initiate for us. We're waiting for right. another you know, savior. Yes. And another somebody to, and, and that's where the whole concept of revival comes in. Okay. You know, the guy in his white suit and white shoes and white Bible comes and stands up on a platform with a stupendous uh, orchestra, worship team, whatever. And, you know, now they, they have this wonderful meeting. So now we can initiate, you know, yeah, come initiate worship me while I sing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So now, but it's that—that's not the view of of the order of God. You know, it's like you, we, you, me. You know, others are supposed to initiate right where we are. So, um, yeah, that's going to be uh, definitely <laughs> how it's got to happen. You know. Yeah, but I guess that's why it, it hit me so strong this morning in in looking at it from a new and living way. Uh, a new and living perspective, a new and living, what is his way? You know, he is the way, the truth and the life. So what is his way? If his way is the first thing he sends is somebody who contends with your carnal inclinations. He's not sending somebody who initiates. He's sending somebody who's going to deal with your carnal inclinations. Right. And um, the way you think. Yeah. <clears throat> so that's... <clears throat> Whenever, whenever the Lord's getting you ready to do something, he's going to send somebody who has the ability by him to deal with the way you think. Well, it, exactly. And, and you need to align with that, you know, don't, right. I, I think this is, you know, Steve, I, I've, I, and who was I talking to? Um, I don't know if it was you or somebody, but um, that, you know, it, this generation is not looking to go. Oh no! It's somebody posted in the in the um, in the Facebook group about you know getting just going to a meeting to get a professional talk. You know, um, somebody right. giving a, a professional. You know, they the prof professional communicator. And uh, it, it. I mean, it just doesn't do anything for for me anymore to see guys. You know, with prancing around and performing on the stage in their their, their speaking ability. You know, it, it's just like. Um, that, that, that is, I'm not saying it's not, you know, I mean, everybody, I suppose, is, has their thing, but that's not what you're aligning for if you really believe that God's called you to be an ambassador to your community or, you know, or wherever you are within, you know, within right, the, the eloquent orator. <laughs> yes, that, that's it. And you, you kind of want to align. You know, it's like the church mentality is to align with with that. You know, I'll take you to my good speaker. I'll take you to my, uh, you know, 
come to my, our meeting because you're right. We got something going I'm, on. Yeah, yeah. We, you know, our pastor preaches a great message. You know, he's like, and I just like right there tells me that people are are not empowered. Um, right. Jesus spent three and a half years changing their mindset. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They weren't born again yet. Uh, that's the thing we don't, you know, oftentimes we don't understand. He hadn't yet died, gone to the cross, paid for the sins of everybody. He hadn't right. yet, uh, you know, um, conquered Satan, risen from the dead, um, and seen life released to, eternal life released to, to us as if we if we get saved. You know, he, right. they, they did not understand that. They were still operating under the old covenant. Yet the principles, Jesus still stuck with the same principles, which is, you know, um, Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. You know, you right. have to have this mindset shift to actually embrace the new, the government of God, the way of God, the the, the kingdom of God. You you've got to have a mindset shift. You know, so right. he spent three and a half years shifting their mindset and um, empowered them in that sense that when they when Acts, by the time the governor of heaven came, when Acts chapter 2 happens, they actually kick off and they initiate. Um, right, right, you know, right. And isn't it interesting, another point is like, when, when the persecution comes to Jerusalem, it says they went, you know, they scattered and went everywhere preaching this, the gospel of this good news, you know. Right. Um, and, and turned the whole world upside down at that point in time. Right. Uh, that's it's interesting to me. I, I know I said this earlier, but Jesus Christ is the way, the truth and the life. All right. There is a way <laughs> that he does stuff. Yeah. Exactly. And why is it we keep trying to reinvent the wheel or go to a different seminar or go to something else to find the way? It, the way is a person. It's not an idea. The way is a person. It's his, it's the king. It's his kingdom. So if we're going to do it in the way, then we might as well have that relationship with him. So probably, most likely, our first start is that relationship. In that relationship, then, we can begin to find out how he thinks, how he believes, how he feels, what he's going through, what he sees, how he per, how he perceives all of life, and then live that way. Yeah. Out of that relationship. The problem is, is that we're trying to do it outside of relationship and trying to just change our thinking outside of the relationship. If we don't know him, we don't know his way because he yeah. is the way. Yeah. Well, that's it. You know, to get the kingdom, you have to embrace the kingdom. Right, right, yeah. So you have to, and and this kingdom is based upon relationship. That's why he comes as a son to his father, right? Um, not not as a priest to the to the Sanhedrin. And that's probably why why he sends an apostle first into a situation or that apostolic gift is not is somebody he sent, and whoever he sends will represent him. There's somebody who's going to change the way you look at things. He's going to change, help change your perspective. He works on your foundation. He's a foundational layer. He's not going to come in and just teach you a bunch of stuff, a bunch of principles. And, and so that now from now on, you have this list. He's going to change the way you see life. And because he's contending with your carnal inclinations, that's, it, and it's not a great, joyous, uh, everything that Paul says about it is, hey, this is not a fun job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, we're the off scouring of the earth. I mean, we're the least of all, you know, and yet, uh, you know, you guys want to be this. Um, you, you're looking at something different than what he's saying. And that's where that's where when I look at it now, I'm looking at it like, OK, this is something where. A lot of times you get no notoriety, you get no chief place, you get no, because I don't get no satisfaction because <laughs> what I'm doing is yeah. I'm, I'm contending with the way you think. Yeah. 
yeah. all the time and yeah. trying to help you see it from a, a perspective of the kingdom of God or, or, his, or the king. And yeah. so in doing that, yes, I'm not popular. I'm not going to be your best friend all the time because, I mean, it's not going to appear that way because I'm, you have, if we have a certain mindset, we think that's who we are. And that's what the very first thing that God sends into our life is to challenge that way that we've always thought of ourselves or always seen ourselves to get, to get us to see from that. When we look in the mirror, we see glory and and see what he sees not just see what we've always thought we've seen right so anyway that's just i guess that's if we're looking at a starting place and we were talking about initiation you know because basically a father you know in my house i i do initiate you know i um you know that's one thing i look for is is things to do or, or things to, uh, you know, keep the whole family going in a certain direction or just fun things to collect them together. I mean, that's what I do. I, uh, that's just the way I operate. So, or try to, but, um, um, it's not just that it's a matter of during those things to help them figure out, to see things from a different perspective, to see life, from a different place and uh, that's the reason for the adventures that's the reason for different things because a lot of times we just keep going on with life and we see it from that perspective rather than seeing things from different perspective so and i don't know whether or not i'm hitting it on the head for anybody or not i know that this is this is how he's trained me to think now and this is how this is what he's had to do to me is to deal with my just like paul says i've been crucified with christ okay nevertheless i live but the life that i now live in the flesh i live by the faith of the son of god so my perspective now is not my faith my perspective is not how i see things my perspective is the life that I now live in this flesh. I live by the faith of somebody else. I live yeah. by how he sees it. I live yeah. by how he lives. I live by his perspective and what he, how he sees all of life. And yeah. the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God. Not, not in him. I don't live by faith in him. I live by the faith of the Son of God. So... Now, living by somebody else's faith, living by what he sees, living by how he perceives all of life, that gives you a whole different perspective then on how on on how he sees that we are to even deal with other people. If I'm to make a disciple, my whole perspective, my whole first years is not just to teach him a bunch of principles, but to teach them how to see from his point of view. So, anyway, well, that's yeah, yeah. I mean, we, you know, we we definitely are facing huge change uh, globally, um, and and definitely in this country. You know, there's this this massive transformation, societal transformation, governmental transformation taking place, um, change is happening, we can't stop it, um, people are going, well, we wanted to have it like we used to have it, what's going to happen, um, ch- change is the one predictable thing that is predictable, <laughs> it's, like, I mean, it's, uh, it's going to happen, you know, it, it, yeah. change is going to happen, and unfortunately, it's not always the kind of change that we want. But what it's going to do, it's going to require from the church, it's going to require from us to also adapt and change, change our mentality, change our perception, change how we do things. Right, right. 
and then begin to apply, um, you know, what Christ has given us to apply. You know, like we're going to, we, you know, He's given us these kind of strategic things. You know, His His strategy for changing the world was going to all the world and make disciples. Right. And and you know, just in that is a mindset shift. Oh yeah, well, big, big I, time. I, I I try and. You know, that's one of the things that we we kind of have made that a church, religious church kind of programming mindset, you know. It's right, like going to have five weeks of discipleship training, then we're done. Yeah, and and sometimes it's like a year, and we've got all these different stages of whatever. Right, and, right. And I, right. I understand that you've got to organize things and, and whatever else, and, but <clears throat> I think what that does is this empowers us from, <clears throat> excuse me from from actually doing anything right and, uh, and that was <clears throat> Jesus empowering of those that he spent three and a half years with he, he worked on changing transforming their mindset and then his empowerment was I've received authority therefore you have authority go into all the cultures of the world and change them you know, right. influence them. That's really what discipleship is. And I think what we, we've got to get to this mindset within ourselves is that within the context of the changing environment we're finding ourselves in, we cannot be defaulting back to what we've always done. There's right. a progression to this. Is that <clears throat> we, A new and living way. There is, there is and there's nothing new under the sun, but right. Right. you know, we've got to Move with the the kingdom of God is constantly growing, constantly dynamic right. in its in its um, growth, you know. And to you, it's given to know these right. these, um, these secrets, these these insights, these principles of the kingdom. To you, it's given, and right. you know, so we've got to take those things and begin to apply them within the context. And the church is going to have to change where we are. We're going to have to. And right. I think, you know, we've got people listening and it's, you know, I'm, I'm not just talking to you or anybody. I'm talking about myself in this as well. It's right, right. Like, oh, yeah. You know, what, what initiate, what am I going to initiate in this time? You know, what, because I'm not, we are born for such a time as this. You know, we could have been born any other time in history. And yet we are here, you know, regardless of whether we are generation X, Y, Z. You know, baby boomer, 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 whatever. You know, alpha, whatever. Um, we we are born at this time. We are here, we, and we have to bring and the kingdom of God to the cultures where we are. So, what are we going right. to do? Are we going to keep go doing our meeting kind of mentality, or are we going to allow our mindset set to shift, a paradigm to shift? Are we going to allow our imaginations, our strongholds to be pulled down? Are we going to allow those those things that are exalted against the knowledge of God, against his kingdom direction, are we going to allow that to be brought down so that we begin to initiate where we are? We cannot wait for somebody else to be doing these things. Right. We cannot we cannot invite people to our meetings, to our to our hero, champion, preacher, you know, great preacher, to our great music. This, right. this is going to have to be ground level initiate, initiate, initiation, if you may. It's like we're going to have to get connected with the Lord. and don't, But don't get, you know, that's the thing is we never feel like we're good enough. We right, always that's true. feel we're not empowered. I'm not connected enough to the Lord. I'm not, you know, I don't have a strong enough relationship with the Lord. I don't, you know, we go through all these like worthless things. Yeah, you know, disqualified. Well, We're disqualified yeah, exactly. for one reason or another. Yeah. We are totally disempowered and, and Satan loves it. That's why you go, come to church. It's fine. You know, sing your songs right. from the side, but you're not influencing any of the world. You know, you're not touching anything of mine and I'm happy with that. Right. And so, right. Um, you know, we've, Got to initiate in the school, in business, in the marketplace, in the in the hospital, medical field, whatever, in the media, in the arts. We've got to initiate 
and start something right where we are. We are the start. We, you know, don't wait for somebody to initiate something. You are the initiative. You are the thing that needs to start right now. You, you're it. You are the gospel of the kingdom right, right. there. And, and you, we, you know, so we need to take this and begin to say, well, I'm not, I'm not going to get stuck anymore. Jesus has restored the relationship. You are a son right. of God. Right. So now what are you going to do? Um, are you afraid of people? Then just start with one, start with two, start with three, you know, whatever, wherever you are, and leave your religion out of it. If, you, if you're not sure that you can do this, then you need to align with the change of thinking, you know, the place where you're going to get the change of thinking. That's where you're going to have to align with, you know. Does that make sense? I mean, that's what I'm like, that's what I'm thinking. I'm just, that's my thinking right now. <laughs> We're thinking out loud here. We're just yes, we're, we are. We're batting it back and forth across the net, and uh, hoping we stay in bounds. The yeah, because yeah, basically, uh, you and I have been talking about this for a long time. As far as how do we do this, you know, practically speaking, how do you functionally hit the ground and do this? Do this that we've been asked to do. And uh, so all of all the stuff that we're going through, we're changing and adapting all the time, too, because, you know, you and I both have started things and and then we stopped them and then we've started things again and we stopped them and and we go, OK, all right. So, Father, I, I'm, I don't want to keep doing this if I'm doing it, if I'm just starting stuff, I don't want to just start stuff. And something he had hit me with here about a couple of years ago. I never called you to start stuff. I called you to work on the people that I'm working on at that point in time. Give them who I am whenever I put them in front of you. It's not about stuff. It's about people. And so take that person, take that little plant, take that whatever it is that, that I put in front of you and help them get to their next level. Yeah. Well, whatever that means. And it's not, doesn't mean you have to ride with them their whole life necessarily. It's just find out where they're at and help them get to that next place. Help them change their thinking, help them change the way they look at things, their perspective. And if I can do that, then I'll find out that I'm fulfilled too, rather than always trying to, do something that for some reason I'm never fulfilled in doing because I keep thinking I'm doing it wrong. Yeah. So, or, or you won't get it, do it right. Right, know? right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's just like on, on both ends of the scale kind of thing. It's like, right. And right. what it is, is fear of failure. You know, we, we, we and that's disempowerment. You know, right. it's like we haven't been empowered to initiate, that's the thing. Is like you know, division is, you know, two visions is division, and you can't have a vision when I've got a vision, kind of thing. So right, right. Uh, you've got to work for my vision, otherwise there's no vision. And and uh, um, I, I, you know, I, I must in England, um, uh, the 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 guy I was working with in England, you know, I was starting these. Um, um, I did some encampments, but I just invited like a handful of people, and we just sat around the fire talking, camped out, and like most most of the time, like England, it just rains all the time. So every time we did it, it rained. You know, it just just bucketed down, and um, but we did it anyway, and we were out there, and uh, it was a bit. I needed a mindset shift because you know I'm like when we were camping in Africa, you know, it's just like for us. Camping in the rain was extreme. Right, <laughs> right. But this was like every time we camped, it was rain. But anyway, the 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 the, the um. So the guy said to me, he said, "You need to, you know, do more of this, and um, I will, I will encourage people. I'll tell people to come to your to your um times, you know, to your camps, and and do that equipping. But you know, I I I." I struggled with it. I, I, I couldn't get my head around the fact that, you know, I'm doing something 
else, you know, other than what they were doing. Right. And he was going to send people to what I'm doing. And uh, it sounds ridiculous, but I, I just really couldn't get my head around it. I, go, you know, I don't know if I want that. Now, looking back, as a, I probably could have, I should have, you know, I should have been more involved in doing that. But I don't know. I just maybe my my head wasn't right. That My mindset right. wasn't right. right. And so you, you default back to doing nothing. You right. know, just right. attend a meeting and be part of a meeting, and be part of a vision. And, and I, I didn't want to be part of that. But it wasn't that I didn't want to be part of the vision, but I just wasn't like that energetic. But anyway, um, is this kind of, we did, you know, there's, I do this in coaching. Um, I do this progression of, of getting unstuck. Um, right. How to change the conversation in your head or how to convers- change the conversation in your team. And there's a progression that you need to go through to constantly moving forward. But at right. any point in time, if you get stuck at one point and you don't, um, uh, and you don't progress to the next stage, if you don't take action to the next stage, you default always back to the negative. So you go back to being stuck, you, and you you default to imp, um, to being passive, to be being inactive, to not taking initiative, to be impotent in the sense that you just don't function. You um, become Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say that word too, impotence, because you're not yeah. able to reproduce the life exactly. that Christ gave you at that point. Exactly. And, and you know, your, your mindset is negative. You right. just resort to negativity. You, you, you resort to thinking, I'm not good enough. We will never make it. Failure. There's no success. It's, you know, it's not good enough, et cetera, et cetera. So um, you kind of go back to that all the time. And uh, that is just, you know, there's no progression. There's no maturity. There's no coming into the place where we are actually um, influencing the world around us. And you know, I can see it in me. I, I, it's just, you know, it's like you kind of go on this spiritual holiday and you just, Never, never come back from it. You know, goes right. island somewhere and sip pina coladas or something on the beach. Well, the thing that the yeah. thing that keeps running over and over in my head is disqualified. And um, a lot of people, a lot of people feel disqualified uh, yeah. because they've well, number one, some of them never felt qualified, right. um, which disqualifies them, but. A lot of them, too, something has happened that they hear this voice that keeps saying, oh, it's that's not right or you're doing it wrong or whatever it is. Whatever the voices are disqualifies them. And that's where, as sons of God, if we can find out if we can give them the voice that shakes heaven and earth, that qualifies them, that has already qualified them. Because just like he said to Esther, he says, you know, the Lord is going to raise up deliverance from someplace. If you don't do it, he's going to make sure it comes from someplace else. Somewhere, yeah. Yeah, but who knows, but you were sent to the kingdom for such a time as this. And that's the thing. He's going to make sure it happens. He's going to make sure that deliverance comes from somewhere. So you might as well, I mean, but you were sent to the kingdom for such a time as this. So just do what's in your hands to do. Just like it says of Paul, you know, Paul, Paul, there were certain things in Paul's mind that he already knew was in her, his parameters to do. And somebody, somebody somehow or other sent a message to him and said, could you come over and help us? And he thought, well, sure, of course, that's what I do. I mean, I help people. So he's on his way. It says he is saved to go, but the Holy Spirit prevented him. And I thought, you know, in simplicity, that's another thing that just the way that God operates, that he was already in his mind, he was already set to go. I mean, he just he just knew that this, this was part of his scope. <laughs> it was part of yeah. what he does. And so he is saved to go, but the Holy Spirit then prevented him and he ended up going someplace else. And I thought, you know, 
we a lot of times will sit and sit and sit and wait for God to take a pry bar and get us out of our situation or out of our seat or out of our whatever, rather than rather than realizing that it says all authority in heaven and earth has been given unto me. Now you go. And we've forgotten to go. We just sit. And I was talking with a guy the other day and, and uh, yesterday, as a matter of fact, a mutual friend of ours. And he just said, yeah, you can't, you can't a ship, no matter how big the ship is and no matter how big the rudder, unless the ship is moving, you could turn that rudder, rudder all you want and the ship isn't going to turn. Yeah. But the ship, is got to be going in some direction before the ship will turn. Yeah. And I thought, well, that's, that's true. There are certain things God said for us to do. I mean, we already have that go heal the sick, raise the dead, you know, give sight to the blind. I mean, those simple things, <laughs> yeah. but, but, uh, you know, preach the gospel, all creation, uh, you know, you know, those simple things. <laughs> so, you know, just, be ready and about doing those things that he already, because all authority in heaven and earth has been given to him. Now you go. And so we're going, but then let him direct our paths. Let him, let him go ahead and be the breath and the inspiration behind it. That gives us the direction and the wind in our sails to, to blow us the way he wants. But um, a lot of times we'll, like you said earlier, we just become immobile. And we just freeze. We just, uh, oh, what's the word? Um, dismayed. It says, be not discouraged, nor be thou dismayed. The word dismayed means basically to lie prostrate, either from fear or whatever, but just to lie prostrate. You're not, you're immovable now. Yeah. And spiritually, that's what happened. Yeah. Uh, you know, people just, with a crisis, it's like, everybody just like kind of freezes up, you know, so there's a crisis. Oh gosh, you know, it's like, what are we going to do? Um, you know, listen, some of the people, people are initiating businesses right now, like, and um, because they're adapting, you know, they're just adapting to people that are stuck, you know, there's a whole virtual workplace thing happening now. People are working virtually from home. And uh, some companies just haven't been able to adapt. Some people right. haven't been able to adapt to this whole crisis, you know. So they just like stuck at home and, and don't function. Uh, it, you know, people get get stuck because you know life changes, things change around them, um, and and they're just not able to move on. They're not able to initiate right. in their life. Right, right. And so, and it's the same thing, you know. Is like. Don't, you know, that the thing that when you were talking now, I just, I thought about, you know, that's why people are waiting for a move of God. Because right. when a move of God happens, you know, then it's like, it's a, it's like, then I can just do stuff, you know, it, I, right. I not do stuff. I just get, can go with the flow kind of thing, you know. I we're waiting for really the angel to stir the water and somebody put water. us in. Yeah. And, and get us into the water. Yeah. I've been sitting here 38 years and, and I'm not going anywhere, you know. Right. Um, but to the other guy, it's like go wash in the pool of Siloam, you know, with mud on his eyes. Right. <laughs> so, so he's blind, but yet he he makes his way um, by faith to the pool of Siloam, washes his eyes, and sees. And uh, we that's kind of what we got to do. Is many times we're going to move blind. We're going to step out and go, okay. Um, but we, the, I think, for me, it's like. The, the, the thing that's grabbing my heart this morning is like, we have to move, you know. We, right, right. I, right. I, I mean, the challenge is we have to move. We we can sit forever and ever, you know, dreaming about the great revival that's coming to our valley or, you know, the great awakening that's going to usher the whole of our country into, you know, into church and it's not going to happen. When actually um, we, were, we, we were sent to our neighbors, we were sent to our family. We were sent to the people that we already, the bones that we already have connection with. We were sent that they might have life and that more abundantly. But we've just been sitting with that pile of bones around us and not giving life. Yes, exactly. 
and I think that you know that that's just the bottom the the, the, the summary of it all is just like yeah you know, if while we're sitting um, uh, going to meetings and trying to invite people to our to our our meetings to have to listen to our pastor um, you know the rest of the world is just being swallowed up in darkness it's just swallowed up uh, we are the light we are the salt we are the leaven to go out. Uh, right. Take the lemon out anyway. Um, Do you know so, what an apple apple butter cauldron is? Do you know what a, a cauldron is? Yeah, yeah. Okay. The, um, my mom and dad years ago bought this big, huge copper pot. That's, I mean, it's probably three feet across and probably two and a half feet deep. It's on little cast iron legs to me- meant to be put over an open fire. You know, you just stoke the fire underneath it and and you cook the the apples down and you make apple butter in this thing. And it has this big, long wooden paddle that you stand way back and uh, stir it with. And I thought, you know what? I'm I'm thinking I'm thinking of shrimp boils. I'm thinking a crawfish. Bo- of course, being southern now, you know, crawfish boil. I'm thinking I'm thinking all sorts of things you could do in that big old pot <laughs> and still yeah. use that thing and, you know, just have some people over and, and have some fun. Cause right now people get so concentrated on, on just what's going on or negatively that they forget to have fun. Yeah. yeah. And we can do that. Exactly. And, and you, you, it's like Saturday night, I finished all my signings, and, and um, this couple I met during a signing, a young couple, um, young, I mean, they're younger than me, so, so that's young, um, and they, they, they like got in touch with me and said, hey, would you like to hang out with us this evening? We're going to this, uh, um, this venue, and uh, there's a bunch of us. So I said, you know what? Um, I didn't feel like it. I've been driving a lot, and I had to drive another like forty minutes out there. And I thought, I didn't feel like it. And I thought, here's an opportunity. I've got to take it. You know? so right. I said, sure, I'm coming. You know? And anyway, I drove out there. It was really dark, and so but my attitude stinks, but I'm coming anyway. I'm coming anyway. <laughs> you know, it's just like, but for we, your we, sake, <laughs> we sat down and we were out on the, on the lawn. You know, and there was playing in this venue in the background and um, and we sat down we had these chairs around a table and really cool you know and we just sat down there and um, um, we began to just you know just talk about stuff and and you know it's just it's not your church environment but right it, it was it was great just talking to people and and then you know, like everybody drifted away, and this young couple that I've made friends with, they stayed behind, and we got into a discussion about about their relationship with the children, their children and things. And I said, look, I'm not speaking as a guru or anything, but these are things that I've learned because I've now raised three sons, you know, Michelle and I, and so you know, we've learned some things on the way, some some of the things that we wish we had done or didn't do, and. Right. Some of the things we did do, and, and you know, we've got like pretty decent children who've grown up and they're whole and they kind of functional, so that's a good thing, you know. <laughs> it's like okay, and we've overcome some challenges, big challenges, right? And and so, you know, I just began to share. You know, we sat there for two hours just talking, about, wow, you know, about and and I, you know, what I didn't preach at all, I didn't, uh, I didn't even use scripture, can you believe it? I just shared biblical stuff with them that is right and and uh they were so excited and they they just go like hey we've adopted you as a friend now listen to this the the guy he says to me he must be i don't know must be 50 49 50 something like that and he says you know i don't actually like people he said i don't um i don't have friends i hardly have any friends because i don't like and um, but he said, when I met you, he said, I knew you were going to be my friend. And the guy starts crying. <laughs> and he says, you, you are the, the, the best friend I've ever had. 
Oh and, my uh, land! And you've and only known him for a couple hours. What? Well, yes, but I've, I mean, I've spent time with him before, but but you know, so yeah, it's a couple of hours. It's not. It's not. You know, nothing. And I've just been encouraging him, and and uh, and he said, I. You know, so I said, I was talking to them about, the, it doesn't matter what your kids do, the one thing they must know is that the relationship is never negotiable. Right. It's like, you're always there for them. And he said, you know, that that's what I value about you. I just feel like that in you. It's just, I know that when you you, you are my friend, and you it won't change. Right. And I thought, that's right. incredible. I have never shared that. We, you know, he doesn't even know me for a long time or whatever. And that's the power that we have when we take these things that God gives us, and we live it out with them, and take the time. Now the the relationship they just go. We've adopted you as our as our friend. Mm. We've adopted you, you know, because because we've not met somebody like you, and and so that's the power that we have. Yeah, they, they feel the power life. of an eternal life is what they exactly. feel. Yeah, exactly. They feel that you know something is different, and so uh, I didn't invite them to a church meeting. I didn't. I took the meeting to them. I, you know, I was the message that they needed. Right, right. So I just encourage, I mean, his wife is just going there, just sitting there while I'm talking. And he's going, this is awesome. Absolutely. Oh, this is, I mean, she's just like raving. She was so, <laughs> she was so excited, you know. And, and I thought, that is exactly what we should be doing. Right. Now, who knows, you know, who knows who the, what the future of that relationship will be. That I get to share more, I get more intimate in their life, and I'm able to bring them to that relationship with Christ. That it will be absolutely transformational. But it yeah. doesn't start there. It starts with making a disciple, you know, which is through relationship, through sharing my life with them, rather than right. trying to share my meeting with them, my church. But what's funny is you were even sent as an apostle first you know, as somebody sent into their life to contend with their way of thinking. And it wasn't like you were trying to contend with their way of thinking. They were asking questions. They were trying to get out of a certain mindset. And that was the first order of business. You were sent into a situation and the, just like an apostle, you're sent, a sent one, but you were sent into that situation to contend, and, and they didn't realize it, you didn't realize it, but you were you were dealing with their way of thinking. Yeah. And you were helping them see from a kingdom a different perspective, even though maybe you didn't say it that way. Yeah. But still, it was giving them the kingdom perspective without saying, yes. hey, this is the kingdom perspective. Right. Right. Exactly. And so it, it was a new and when I'm saying new and living way, I'm not talking about new to the world. I'm talking about fresh. Yes. So a fresh and because his mercies are new every morning. It's fresh. There's something about a freshness, a, a, a living way. There's a freshness to it, a freshness to the step, a freshness to the voice. There's, there's something fresh and lively about it uh, because the last or the first Adam was a uh, living soul. You know, he can give you all the facts and all everything, yes. but the last Adam was a life giving spirit. And yes. that's what we're to give to people is that life, not just, we were sent that they might have life just like Christ and that they might have it more abundantly. So if we can get ever get to the point of realizing we're not sent with a message, we're sent to give them life. Yes, we probably will probably impact a lot more people and uh, even regions for that matter. Yes, no, we will. Uh, and I think that's but but, you know, <laughs> I keep going back to this again. But if we, if we don't change our mindset is like right. we still think the church mindset or right. the ministry mindset, or, you know, what can I grow? What can I build? Right, right. What can I, um, you know, what, what, you know, how can I develop what I want, you know? Right. And, and, uh, um, and, and that's never going to work, you know, that's just never going to work. 
Yeah, because we're building on, we're not building an entity, we're building on a temple of God. Yes. So take heed, therefore, how you build. And, yes, yes. I mean, it's not about building a church. We were never called, we were never told to build a church. He said, I will build my church. So we were never told to build a church or an organization or a group or a structure where we're called to help him build the temple or work on people. Yes, yes, exactly. So if we can maintain that, our mindset of that, uh, then we can, we can stay on purpose as opposed to getting out there and trying to do something else other than what we were supposed to do. Yes. So anyway, that, and that, that's a key thing just to watch you do that with those people. I mean, that's, that's what we're called. That's what we're supposed to be doing. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, and that's why, I, I mean, I'm really trying to, imp, you know, apply that which we are, you know, that we're talking about and, and, and not by trying, you know, I'm just being who I am. Um, right. But, right. but because I've had a mindset shift in this area, you know, so, right. so I'm, um, so I'm like really working on being that, uh, in, in the, in the function of, of what I'm doing right now, you know, so, um, and part of that is, is man, I don't really want to go, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but end up going because there's something bigger there's a bigger picture here than me just not than my inconvenience yes exactly exactly uh yeah so that that's that's exactly um <laughs> yeah i didn't feel like going i just I, you know but but and it was i was sitting there i only had a shirt on and of course it's getting cold up here now so i was like i'm like shivering i'm sitting there but i thought you know i'm not gonna quit now because i'm i've got this opportunity and i mean they're just so excited to you know spend more time with me and have me over again and they can't wait for Michelle to come back because she's in South Africa at the moment. So for her to come back and, and also share, you know, and, and I think it's going to be, and uh, let me tell you something, Steve, people's lives are messed up out there. They so oh, yeah. functional and we've got such an answer, you know, but it's just like, there's a lot of truth that we know is truth. And I thought to myself, that's part of, you know, the mentality is that, we have a lot of truth, but you know, we we kind of um, package it in our cliches, our church language. Right, right. That that they don't understand that. If I had sat there and I said, you know, well, what you need is, um, you know, you need to get saved because you know, uh, they they wouldn't understand that kind of mentality. Is no, right, not right now. You know, it's just like. Um, yeah, what what is that? And let me tell you something. Uh, you know, now I'm going to talk on walk on sacred ground here. But uh, I've I've had people say, well, as long as they have Jesus in their life, they're going to be fine. And so, no, it's not like that, right? <laughs> because you know, yeah, they can have Jesus in their life, and yet the vo marriages are falling apart, children are are falling apart, people people are dysfunctional, um, even in the church. You know, right. they are they are struggling even though they've got Jesus. So what is it going to take? And I think that's where, you know, what we've been talking about this morning is like, yes, there has to be that shift in, in, in our mindset, both for ourselves and for the wider, the wider right. world we right. influence, you know? Right. And that's what we were called to do is help people, help people think in a different, a new and living way. Right. Right. And see it from his perspective, from the king who's seated upon the throne, rather than seeing it the way we've always seen it. Yes, exactly. That's exactly. just, but that's, and, and if you want to, once again, we, we've talked about this a hundred million times, but apostle isn't apostle like we see apostle right now. An apostle is one who it's, they have the arduous task of yeah. dealing with carnal inclination, of dealing with the way people think and helping them restructure that. So now they're thinking like their father as opposed to thinking like they've always thought. 
Yes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <coughs> but we can't, we can't bring people to that way of thinking unless we've had that way of thinking. That's right. That's right. You know, that's, that's what we got to realize. We, we don't spend time in the word. We don't align ourselves with the right things um, just for the sake of getting a spiritual blessing. You know, it's right. Right. aligning with these things for our, our mentality. So our, our whole behavior, our whole, so we, this, we get back to this is that we carry the culture to where we go. That's we right. have to, we, we got to go in that's discipleship. We go into the cultures to influence those cultures with our culture, which is the culture of heaven. Right. If we're not doing that, we're failing, you know, that's it. And, and what happens is we so disempowered in the church. We don't believe we can do that. We've right. got to get people to come and listen to our great speaker, be involved in our great meet. And, you know, we've got to get to this place, Steve, where we, we know that, that people are not, I mean, yes, people get saved in meetings and stuff like that. I understand that. But is that the world is not wanting to be impressed. They're wanting to be changed. That's right. And, yeah. and change happens because we take the kingdom. You know, I um, Matthew, I think it's chapter 10, he, Jesus said, you know, he says to his disciples, all authority. Um, uh, no, no. He says, uh, I'm giving you power um, and authority to go to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Preach saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal mm. the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, etc." And he said, freely you've received, freely give. And and that that is not just for some specific, special, you know, highlighted, right. illuminated few. It's like for every part of the body of Christ, every member is we have the right to use his might. We have authority. We have power to go and, and bring this message wherever we go. And that message, the culture of that message is to influence the world with healing, with deliverance, with, right. you know, whatever. Right. So, mm. Well, we've, we've uh, gone over time. Yeah, but um, well, I'm. You know, we could talk forever on this stuff, <laughs> yeah. but uh, it's just a matter of now, now practically yes. to go out and and do this now, and yeah. and that's probably why even we talked about it because, um, you know, it is time for us to get up and do something. Yes, and, and not just something. I'm talking about doing what we were called to do to begin with. And I and I'm glad to hear about you meeting with those people because our tendency is, well, we'll just continue to hide in our four walls until. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, I'm tired. I'm. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to, you know, because it's not. It's not fun contending with people's carnal inclinations. It's exactly. not exactly. No, and sitting till 10 o'clock at night, freezing your butt off, and you know you've got to drive back nearly an hour back to the house again, and you've been out all day working, and it's just like, oh, I don't feel like this. But, you know, is this is this is why I'm here for this time, you know? Right, like, right. <clears throat> oh, I I mean, you know me, I, I, I'm just, I kind of, I like to hide in my room and step out on a platform and speak, you know? I right. love that. I, I, you know, speak to a thousand people. I, I can do that, you know? It's just, right. God, no, that's not where I want you to influence. I want you to influence in people's lives right now who will never go to church, you know? Right, right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. 